Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Time to start drinking, I guess. <laughs> Welcome to the Winemakers episode number 100 and something. Two, three, five. 102, I 102, believe. 102, which is actually the same temperature as it is outside right now. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. We're, we're Welcome here. to summer. Welcome to summer came in with a bang. Went from raining to summertime, which is why we're hiding out in the well-air-conditioned private tasting room of Jeff Cohen Cellars right here Steps from the plaza in downtown Sonoma with Jeff Cohen and one of our favorite guests. You're on the list, but really one of our favorite guests. And, <laughs> and Charlotte from Chateau Fondeloup. Welcome. Welcome back to the winemakers. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you guys today. And yep. you notice that I just completely neglected to say the last name because I'm not going to pronounce it right. Right. <laughs> no and most people know her as Anne Charlotte anyway, yeah. right? She's, she's, she the, you know Anne. The, 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 the Ichiro of Chateau Neuf de Pop. I want to say that there, there's uh, three great, I think, partnerships between uh, the United States and France. And I think the first one was uh, Robert Mondavi and Baron Philippe. And then there was uh, Phil Couturier and Philippe Camby. And then the third would be Jeff Cohn and Aunt Charlotte. All right. Wow. Let's get some like pen drawing yeah. faces yeah. on the labels. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you put well, a lot of pressure on yeah. Yeah. Pressure. Yeah. Pressure. So Seriously. Speechless right so, now. So, so Aunt Charlotte has been on the show once before. Jeff's been on it. God, how many times has Jeff been on it? Enough. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but when Jeff said, yeah. when Jeff said, Anne Charlotte's going to be in town, and we have our surprise wine or our new wine, um, I think it was Brian that said, "Well, let's get them together." So here we are. Mm. Well, Brian, and. too busy drinking. <laughs> too busy drinking to be on you. Two barrels, two guys. Two barrels, two guys. That's really good. Now <laughs> you guys are having your release party tonight. Is that right? Yep, from yep. six to eight. And what are you going to be pouring? We are going to be pouring this new wine. Tell yeah. them all about it. So no. it's called DS Pourpre. So wait, I, wait a minute. Nobody can say that. Yeah, this yeah. is why purple I picked goddess, the name. Purple goddess. <laughs> the purple <Because> goddess. <laughs> this is exactly why I picked the name, because I knew that it wouldn't be very, very difficult for you guys to pronounce the name. Oh. That's one of my and favorite marketing so strategies, actually. Yeah. Job it's well done, It's going to be a Andrew. blast for me to hear you pronouncing the name. Wait, so can I hear it one more time? DS Pourpre. Which means basically purple goddess. Wait, let me try. No, I'm not going to try. No, you, you should try. Deus perp. Yes. There we go. Who got perps? We're, they got perps. We're promoting as you really can't pronounce the name, but you really right. will enjoy the drink. If you can. <laughs> so, and the label has been designed by Jeff and Alexandra, youngest daughter, Ellie. And uh, it's a nice flower. It's a purple flower. It's the iris for it's my mother. It's the iris. For my mother. Yep. Right, the iris is on, nev- is, is is on everything. everything that Jeff Cohen Sellers does, That's right? That's right. It's beautiful. So, and the, and wine it's is, um, the wine is a blend of uh, Grenache, Syrah, and Mourvedre, but maybe Jeff remembered the... <laughs> 60% Grenache, 
20% Moved. I'm sorry, 20% Syrah, 10% Moved. And that does add up to 100. So, no, 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 approximates. No, 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 no. So, Jeff, you've one other time, I believe, did a collaboration with someone from France, um, from the southern part of France. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about this one and um, logistically, like how you did it? Um, because your harvests aren't that far off. It's not like it's southern hemisphere where Jeff just took off half the year and went down and hung out with Ann Charlotte. Um, can you talk about that a well, little I bit? Well, I think, you know, uh, I'm going to let you talk about the, the concept because you're the one who came up with the, the concept of what you wanted to uh, achieve. So we'll start there and we'll tell how So we, my we idea it. was uh, to uh, really do a good collaboration. So first, my idea was to do uh, f 10 years, 10 vintages with 10 different winemakers wow. and 10 different barrels. So we started with Jeff in 2016. Unfortunately, 17 and 18, the both crops were very, very small. So mm -hmm. I wasn't able to continue the project for the past two vintages. So I hope 19, we will have more grapes to deal with and to play with. So I will be happy to do this collaboration and uh, reach achieve my target of 10 winemakers and 10 barrels. So the idea was to do this uh, close collaboration with a winemaker that I trust and that I love. I, I love your wines, Jeff. Thank I you. always did. <laughs> so uh, it was a good way to um, help me to understand better your way of doing wine. And to me, it was a little bit egoist. So I was very selfish on that project because I wanted to understand how you guys make wine and how can I, um, how can I get from that? What yeah. can I get from that? So it was super selfish at first. And then we ended up with this beautiful wine. So what we did, Jeff and I, we phoned uh, and write email almost every day when it was the time to pick. So Jeff asked me, oh, you should pick the grape. Uh, I don't know how many bricks. We talked about bricks. It's a very And I don't know what French is person. bricks. <laughs> so I remember this. So you remember that? I don't yeah. even know what is bricks. So I was every morning checking the number of bricks and, you know, Google the number of bricks that I had. And then... Uh, Did you, do you even have a refractometer that reads and... How, how are you... I guess it's bombs. Bombs? Bombs. I, I, but it's, I didn't know the it's conversion. A, it's like, is it... Is it a metric system, whatever stupid system we use situation? Like where well, the I numbers the, don't yeah. I guess up? the real question is, is if you weren't using bricks to decide when to pick before. It was more flavor. What were so you doing? So I will uh, taste the grapes. And that. That's we, crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so we basically based our uh, picking dates by tasting the grapes. Yeah. So and just analyzing by, you know, touching the grapes and see how the seeds are and what is the, the taste of the seeds and everything. So um, this is basically how we choose the date. And when the grapes are ready, they are ready. So we and, pick them. But we were fortunate because. To, to, to make a wine in, in my style. Um, uh, you know, the alcohols are a little bit higher. It was a very, very warm year. And you are, your, your sector of where you are in Chateau Neuf de Pop is a very cool, cool area. 
Right. So this this year, you actually were able to get um, a little bit, uh, I think, higher bricks um, and different flavor profiles. Yeah, of course. And so it was definitely a little bit more of my style of, oh, of it's wine. A, yes, it's really I mean, it your shows style of wine, wine. And it shows in the wine. Well, yeah, I mean, that's my first thought about it is that, you know, I've had the opportunity to taste a lot of uh, Fontaineau wines, probably, you know, more than most people, you know, maybe not in this room, but... Um, there is there's a an elegance to Chateau Fontainebleau that you don't get in many other Chateau correct domains. So to have that um, with Jeff Cohn stylings, um, because you've made lots of great wines. The last, you know, not necessarily the elegant is not not in the way that Chateau Neuf, no that Chateau Fontainebleau can be with right. that. And actually, I mean, you put a violet on the the label but there's this floral element to it that um you know it's the purple goddess it's it's big and purple but um it's feminine and and goddess like it's it's pretty amazing yeah the, the aroma yeah it's pretty rich really but beautiful and it's, it's rich and so you know in la fondue really, is yeah. the terroir that we have we even if the wine and this one is way bigger than we usually do mm-hmm. uh, but you still have the profile of the terroir which right. we yeah. have this cold cold terroir so you still have this freshness and this delicacy even if the wine is a little bit bigger yeah so for this uh, particular project uh I because I know my uh, plots very well, so I picked the plots and I knew where I can get the perfect grapes, uh, which will fit with uh, Jeff's profile of wine. So um, basically, the Grenache come from a plot called Maguey. It's a sixty-five, I believe, year old Grenache, and all the Mourvedre called came from a plant called Comtesse. It's also like 50 years old uh, Mourvedre, beautiful, beautiful Mourvedre. And the Syrah come from a plot called Le Chateau, which obviously is another good, good plot for Syrah. Yeah. I, think, sure. I think one of the other things that we, we attempted was uh, more punch downs uh, yes. during the fermentation, because I go like up to five sure. times a day. Yeah. And we actually did... Some whole cluster. Yeah, and we did some different. whole cluster. And 2016 was the best vintage to do all cluster because it was a bigger vintage. So for once, our steams were not green, right. but uh, they were perfect to do all clusters. And I remember Jeff uh, asking me to do some cold soak. Cold soak. But I said, no, because no. I don't have the money to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. But not for one barrel, so we did without. You know, I got to take it to the next level, right? So what the heck? Yes, I said no. Might as well. It's my first sorry. shot, and the, the shot's enough to pop. It's a little bit too too much for me. So one barrel. So there's there's twenty five or so cases of this what, in the twenty four yes. cases. Total. Well, twenty and twenty two three because we opened one here and you're on the road. I've and I saved a case for myself. Yeah, exactly. And two magnums. So, because I wanted to save one magnum for my daughter Haley, because one day I hope that she'll really appreciate that what right. she did uh, for the for the wine. You know, the label is such an important thing, and she's very very talented. Um, the label is really, I mean, isn't it beautiful? Yeah, yeah. it's the way that it sort of brings together some more of the classic Chateau Neuf. Somehow, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, but it somehow like alludes to that in a way, and still 
is on brand, but also, you know, a different version of it's the a different version of yeah. it. And, and I think for me on the Magnum, it looks yeah, the, the Magnum, Magnum is really stunning. Looks so stunning. stunning on the and Magnum. And we have what another nine Magnums? We I have, think. Yeah, because I yeah. saved two for myself. You saved two. <laughs> we already have one sold. One sold so we how much have. Are the uh, I don't even know the prices. Okay. Um, how much is this? How much did Alexander say was? Ah, three hundred something. There you go. Three hundred something. Yeah. Three, so it's, a, it's about so a, it's about a buck. One forty a bottle for the regular bottle. It, it's it's the packaging. So it's three sixty, I think. Yeah, the the packaging is very beautiful, and and I think what's really interesting is that to look at the label by itself, you can understand how it is a California wine or California stylized label. But when you have it on the bottle with the Chateauneuf de Pop embossing on the top. It makes you kind of question, like, where is yeah. this from? What 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 is yeah. this wine? So it really kind of draws it in. And it's not always the case that the label reflect the wine, but I think Correct. we did a good job with the the name and the label because it really reflects what is in the bottle. So yeah. it's I mean, the, the, especially the aroma. Sorry, Anne Charlotte, the aroma is so beautiful, and when you look at the label, it relates to the aroma of the wine yeah. immediately. So that's. Yeah. However, you guys did that. That's pretty cool. It's called magic. <laughs> so how, oh, yeah. how many times were you actually in? Two times. You went there twice. I okay. went there twice. And I went, went to Jeff's place, came to my place. I think twice, twice to taste the samples and to decide on a, the final blend. Final blend. And this is where I learned how Jeff can blend his wine. And this is uh, kind I've, of. I've <laughs> seen Jeff going on the days that he blends his wine. I don't with, know how it goes uh, until about good three shape. o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like with Funny. a syringe, so use a syringe to be super precise and say, "Wow, that's a good idea." I love using the syringe. You know, once again, it's a Kent Rosenblum thing because right. he was a veterinarian. He right. used that sixty mil syringe. Um, and it, it's a measurement. It's, right. it's easy. I have all the samples pulled out, and we just go from one glass to another glass, and makes the math really easy and yeah. very yeah, easy. Yeah, so that changed math. my life. And you gave me two of I those syringes. syringes, so I have them at home, and I use them now. Did the, how did that go through customs? Was there like, <laughs> what are, you brought syringes no from California? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> They're clean. They're clean. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what I brought from California before. So <laughs> well, uh, I, have, I have some guesses. <laughs> well, not that a big deal. Um, so I think the other thing that's interesting about this, so this wine was completely made and bottled in Chateauneuf, and then your part of it was shipped over It was shipped by over container. here. Uh-huh. And, um, uh huh. And thirty days and thirty nights across the sea. Yeah. So this has only been here for about a week and a half. Yep. So I mean, so and how long has it been in bottle? It has been in bottle for so let me maybe three months or four months. Yeah. So it's still going through. Yeah, I think a little just bottle get better, shop. Yeah. So it ta- as great as it tastes right now. I think with yeah. a little more time. And plus it's the vintage 16, which is really made to stay a little bit in the cellar, to lay down a little bit. But now that the wine is more open, you can can feel 
Yeah, and how how much did the whole one barrel come stateside or did some of it stay all here? No, stateside. You here. know what? Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure that I kept some bottle for me. I was thinking yeah. on the she way. Probably you, you have a connection. <laughs> do you know? I know how to get you, some. You know? Do you know a guy? <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> and you can probably get a guy. You can probably get a winery price? discount too. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, I could <laughs> get a little winery twenty five percent. You pay the shipping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. it's really delicious. It's a one of a kind. It's yeah. a one of a kind. And, and you know, on the back label, it was really important for me to, to write. It is inspiration, passion, and friendship. Yeah. So I met, uh, met Anne Charlotte at, at Hospice de Rhone. Give them a little plug there. Um, I met her after, during, during the tasting that we were doing all these old, older Chateau of the Pops. And she was pouring her 89. And I got to tell you, that, it blew my mind. That was, you know, and the minute there was that first time that she was pouring at one of the tastings, I was like, I beeline right to her table. It was like, I got to talk to her. So from that moment on, we have been friends. Yep. And this is how it starts. That's how it starts. Well, I I think, you know, to continue sort of plugging Hospice to run on that, there seems to be between California and the Rhone Valley, this proliferation of collaborations, whether it's, you know, wines made in, in France or wines made in California. I mean, you know, you've done a few. I've done, I've done, I did uh, with Francois Viard. I made Condrieu with him. And these are all Hospice to Rhone connections, right? All Hospice. Right. Condrieu. I did the uh, Pourquoi Pas with um, Pierre Gaillard, right. which was half Rock Pile Syrah, half um, Cote Roti. I've done the Gangloff. Um, the Viognier from up at Stagecoach, Stagecoach and and uh, Domaine de Charats with Yves Coulon. Right. So. And, and I mean, I, I, you know, I don't spend much time at like Bordeaux conferences, but I, I don't think that these types of things, you know, other than obviously the most famous collaboration that we started the show with, talking about, you know, the Rothschilds and the Mondavis, this this isn't happening with other varieties and other growing regions. It's it's unique to. Rhone Valley winemakers and, and these varieties in, in California. Yeah, and, 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 and these are all started from friendships as opposed to, right. you know, corporation let's doing business it. with right. another How corporation. Many millions of cases we can make. Right. Yeah. You know, let's buy that chateau and then do a collaboration with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Guys, let's do one barrel. Let's do a barrel. Right. Let's have and let's have fun and let's let's have fun. Make let's really cool things that exist, you know, in this sort of ephemeral way. Twenty five cases, you know, I'm gonna go tell my dad that we're going to buy at least six so you know there's now 23 and a half cases it's I mean you know that's how these things go it's going to be gone before you know it will be on to the next interesting project and I, I, there's just something about Grenache and the Rhone varieties that I think uh, you know especially I can't speak for Enchantanoff but in California the stakes are way different when you know you're paying $4,000 a ton for Grenache or 4200 you know as opposed to $15,000 a ton for Cabernet. You don't have the economic room to have as much fun with it. Um, just, you know, I mean, most of the wines that we have and talk about on the winemakers are Rhone wines, and there's a reason. There's a reason that there's, you know, there's room here for fun things to happen. So, yeah. I, I just think, that, you know, the relationships that we've all built from, say, Hospice to Rhone and just spending time in the Rhone Valley, you know, they, they they create an atmosphere that we learn from each other as this project is all about. Um, you know, 
this project I do with Eve, you know, it, I learned more about bringing more freshness to the wine, which I think we, we, we see here. It's, it's a little bit bigger than uh, a normal Fontaloupe, um, but there's still that freshness that only that can be provided from that vineyard and, and her, her understanding of the vineyard. So um, learning from each other is the, has been great. And I know it's helped, I know it's helped Eve, both Eves, with their winemaking. Um, he has changed some things at their own properties. And I, and I know in your eyes, it's going to help you. So we both, it's, a, it's a learning experience. Yeah, this is why I was uh, talking for that. I was selfish when I first asked you for this project because I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn... Uh, how you make uh, wines here, how do you deal with the climate, mm -hmm. uh, what do you do with your type of soil, what do you, how do you deal with all those stuff? And that's, it was a fantastic experience. So reading uh, uh, Jeff's email every morning, uh, <laughs> that was great, that was super great. Yeah. When you get is this wine only available to your wine club members? I mean, you have such a small amount. What's the plan? Um, at this point, it will be available only to wine club members. Uh, you know, oh, called most of our wine club members right now. But don't worry, you, there's you wine for you. You are part of the it's, wine it's, club it's Do I know a guy? Yeah, you know a guy <laughs> who knows a guy. Um, it, it it will be a first come, first serve type situation. So tonight, if people come to this party, they, they're going to be able to purchase get, it? They'll get a chance to buy it. Which, okay. of course, the party will be long gone by the time <laughs> most people actually <laughs> listen to this. So if you're hearing trust, this right now and you're, I mean... Because Phil Couture like, is buying two cases. <laughs> Phil's buying the entire half pallet. Um, <laughs> thank you, Phil. Thank you, thank Phil. You, Phil. <laughs> All right. Number one sponsor of Wine Vineyards Podcast, uh, Enterprise Vineyards. No. I mean, really, though, if you're listening to this at home or, you know, it's Friday night and you're plugging it in, get online, call call Jeff Cohen Sellers. Yep. Um, get, you know. And you may have the chance use to have some. Use the winemaker's name. Use the winemaker's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get, friends with you'll Jeff get charged 10% extra. And <laughs> you may have the good chance to have some signed bottles. Oh. That's right. If you show up. Oh. Anything's possible. Yes. Well, I just realized what, what the name is. Okay, so I can do this. It's called Dis Poop. So like this poop, it means the shit. This no, wine is God. the shit. <laughs> so when you call the tasting room and you want to order this wine, just say you want six bottles of the shit. Some of the, the French shit. Let me get some of that good French shit. Some of that French shit. Ah. All right. Dis Poop. Yes. And you wonder why the French hate Americans. <laughs> And Anne Charlotte, what else are you doing here? Are you just hanging out with Jeff for how long are you here for? So I'm here for another couple of days. Uh, I arrived last night. Uh, my the main purpose of my trip is to be with Jeff today to pour the wine and to celebrate our collaboration tonight. Uh, we are going to have a late lunch, early dinner at the Girl and the Fig, my yep. favorite place in the world. Yeah, Sandra is probably going to come drag you out of here any minute. Oh, cool. <laughs> So they, and they, have then, a, they have a reservation that we're interrupting. Uh, no, it's we, at we four. We have plenty of time. Um, yeah. Oh, is there, are you? Well, no, I guess it's four, not staff. Four o'clock. Okay. What menu would that be then? Are you on to the regular menu by four o'clock? Uh, it's an all-day menu. I don't know. Yeah, there was like the, some things that are on the lunch. The only time it's different is Sunday brunch. Yeah. And, and I'm there all the time on Sunday morning. You know. <laughs> <laughs> My so and Aunt Charlie, wait, uh, tell us a little bit about your trip to Hawaii. Oh yeah, that was great. Well, I just saw it on Instagram. 
I was following you. So I was invited. We, were, we weren't to, there, so. <laughs> so I was invited by the Food and Wine Festival in Kapalui, Maui Island. And so I had a chance to meet fantastic people. So Michael Seguin from Kaina Winery, you may know him, was the one who connected me with the people who organized this uh, event because. Uh, he want, really wanted to do a seminar with me. And so we had, it was fun, we had a blast. So I ended up spending like five days in Maui. The first day I went to the closed optional beach because they have a fantastic naked beach that you, if you go to Hawaii, you cannot skip that. It's one of the most beautiful beach on the planet. So, and then until uh, we get there, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was there before. So believe me, <laughs> I was there before <laughs> before you. So and then what did I do? You know, go to the beach. Uh, <laughs> I had a big sunburn and I saw a turtle. But and no, we but no tan lines. <laughs> <laughs> and no. you were you said were you staying at the Ritz Carlton? Yeah. Which I think I've had so. We, I used to live on Maui, but I would have dinner at the Ritz-Carlton. They have a nice restaurant there. They, that, uh, and I think I... Now, tell me this. Did you go to dinner at the restaurant? So, one night, yes. It and was did you order good. wine from the wine list? Uh, no, actually, I had cocktails. Because okay. <laughs> I knew that I will okay. have a lot of wine for the days. Right. So, I treated myself with a nice cocktail. Nice. I just remember going there and paying... Se- <laughs> I'm still bitter about it. Paying $70... For a bottle of King Estate Pinot Gris, yeah. oh, it was on their yeah. menu. They yeah, jack it, you there for it's wine. Like, it's it's like called the, beer, the baby. The Hawaii beer. markup plus the Ritz yep. Carlton markup. Yep, you just got tagged, and I, I told the dude, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna order it, but I'm kind of pissed off. I would have brought something if I would have known you guys were, because I know how much this costs. <laughs> I think it's mostly the hotel which charged that, which charged that, that because yeah. everything was super expensive. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's the Ritz Carlton. The pool is great. Yeah. Uh, the beach is fantastic, yeah. and the the event was just stunning. Yeah. Really, really stunning event. It, it's supposed to be one of the better food and wine events around. It was yeah. it, honestly, it was the quality of the food was exceptional. The organization was great. The and, seminar and the good was selection of wines yes. And stuff. The seminar were very, very uh, interesting. I went to the Santa Rita uh, Pinot Noir seminar. The wines were stunning, really stunning. So nice. I was very impressed. Um, and they they have like the best wine shop on Maui. It's not it's I don't know, it's not a lot of places to get good wine. Costco you end up going to Costco, but they in Kapalua I think they have a cool little wine shop that reminds me of like the the closest thing you can get to a wine shop here in um, in California. Maybe, maybe next year they can have the winemakers over there to podcast live from the sponsored cows. by Enterprise Vineyards. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there in November. We we go to Kapalua for a couple of days, stay with the mother-in-law, and then we go to the Grand Wailea for a couple of days because Abby likes the water slides, and then we go to the Keolani because I can stay for cheap, 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 cheap and get 50% off food and wine. We're all wow. going to join him. All right, November, <laughs> Winemakers November. Podcast, sponsored by okay. Brian Casey. <laughs> I think it's the first week. We'd love to see you guys there. Okay. 
So, Ann, Charlotte, can you um, give us a little update on how the growing season is going on in Chateauneuf? So, right now, I spoke to my husband this morning. So, some of the clusters are already uh, okay, but we still have some flowers on other uh, part of the same vine. So, right now, uh, we don't really know. that We assume that it's going to be uh, great. But we still have to wait like maybe a week or two to be mm-hmm. completely fixed. Mm-hmm. And we cross our fingers. We really cross our fingers to have a nice, good crop. And that would be very helpful. Yeah. Well, what's going on here? I mean, we're it's 102 outside. <laughs> Feels like 103 in yeah, here right now. <laughs> well, that's just because this wines are so good, Jeff. Um, you know, it's... We're mostly through bloom. Most things have set. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the vines react to the last couple of days of just, you know, going from really it was raining, what, like a week and a half ago to just getting kind of baked. I mean, things are growing. Canopies are big. Um, I say bunches seem to look big. It seems yeah. Like a lot, there's yeah, a lot people of, are talking about a lot having of berries. Big, but, but that yeah, being big, said, big it all depends berries. on where you are. Because right. there are certain areas that definitely are not having the same situation. They are the, no. not having the... I mean, you know, the clusters that I've seen, it is, it's like they Balloon. formed and then they had a bunch of water to drink and then they got sunny and they're like, yeah. oh, we'll soak it all up. So, you know, it's going to be different, I think different than last year in that we were sort of caught off guard last year by just how much fruit was out there. I think we'll be more aggressive in dropping, in dropping fruit this year because there's not going to be room for, you know, that famous Phil Kateri quote that we should put on the wall of a tasting room somewhere that, you know, fruit should hang with integrity and dappled sunlight. In order to get to that, you're going to have to drop and, and thin these just giant berries, especially in the big berry varieties, the Zin, the Grenache, stuff like that. Absolutely. So we'll see uh, in, in France, as I told you, every vine is a little bit different. Even inside of the vines, we have different uh, uh, level of uh, evolution right now, so we'll see. It's still, we'll see. It is, I mean, I think it's still pretty early here to really know. Yeah, yeah. Especially with what's yeah. happening this week. I mean, yeah. I saw Cook Vineyard, you know, he puts out that thing. He's like, it's going to be 15, 18 days later than last year. And I yeah. just I sit there and go, how is that possible? Yeah. How is that possible? Last year, it just seemed like last it was year we could never have Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, the, when, when I was here with, with Stephanie and, right. and, and she had picked. A bunch of us. I was still waiting to get my first fruit in, and uh, it was just like so. I'm hoping I'd like to bring fruit in earlier. Things, I mean, that is the one thing that this weather could do. I mean, it, and it has is sort of sped things up in a way that you know we're really running between the late spring and then that May, you know, six inches of rain in May situation, um, running pretty far behind. But yeah, it could it could accelerate if it keeps being hot like this. Well, that, that I mean, we that's see during exactly the it. summertime. If the yeah. summertime is very warm and right. hot, I, I mean, it did it did seem like we were a week behind or fifteen days behind last year. But it does seem like we've caught up very quickly. I mean, yeah, bloom bloom was very compact, was fast, which very fast, yeah. very fast. saved a lot of people's asses, frankly, right. with that you know the May rain that we had, right. Okay, let's talk about rosé. Rosé. Do, do people I think, still drink rosé? Well, uh, you know, I this is, hope so. <laughs> this episode, if you're listening to it on, on Friday, Sam had a party yesterday, or had a little industry party yesterday. Industry. 
Open house. Open you house. Had your, you had Premier. your rosé. My rosé. Tete-a-tete. Tete-a-something. I, I, I do tete. I do tete. I don't know what that means. Uh, Is it your project with... Uh, with with Philippe Combi, the, the two fills. We were going to call it PC2, but no, I don't know. Uh, it just doesn't sound <laughs> good. Yeah. Because uh, n- neither of them, frankly, are PC at all, uh, even though that might be their initials. Uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, out in the wild, as you listen to this, and so that wine is actually the, being released on yeah the, the rose. Okay, the rose. and when is it being released on? Well, in the past, yesterday, okay, today, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this, it's 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 available. So, so come here first, and then walk down the street. Yeah. Come here first. Walk well, I don't know. I, you can or go there, go first, there first, and then walk down the and then come down here. There you, you know, go. it's. Uh, we could just meet in the middle at the Krug we'll Event Center at the back of the <laughs> Best Western, and I'll bring the rosé, and you bring the Grenache, and we'll have a party. Well, does that mean all, so? At this, at this point, are all the, all your rosés are out? So you got the Mayakamas, Mayakamas kosher, right? The sixteen six hundred, right? And then the Adutet, three rosés, all single vineyard, all from the same place, and you line up the three of them next to each other, and they're. Colors are different. The flavors are different. I mean, there's similarities, but um, you know, really getting to dig in on stylistic differences. And then, you know, with the kosher rosé, there's a whole piece of it that um, it was inoculated with a kosher yeast, something that we would have never used in anything else. Um, so, and that I think brought a whole lot of you know different sort of flavor elements and textural elements to it. And what is it? What is it that you poured yesterday at the uh, little? That was the uh, adutet. So that's the uh, and that's yesterday. the only. What is am that the I only one that, in the future? Is that the only one that you were pouring yesterday? Uh, well, we'll ha- we we had um, we will have had uh, <laughs> uh, barrel samples of the two red wines that we made in 2018 with Gumby. So that's uh, Oakville Ranch Grenache. The entirety of our Oakville Ranch allotment of grapes went into that program, and then we did a few tons of the Rossi Ranch Grenache, and pouring those next to each other, which were made with you know the same the same protocol. Um, I think even more than when you have just like the sixteen six hundred versions, which are a little more bare bones, and you've added these layers of style that that the Combi protocol brought to it, um, but it almost sort of highlighted the difference between. The two sites, and you know, it's the same clone of Grenache. Um, you know, the there's no real blend, it's pretty much it's all Grenache, there's a little Mavedra in the Oakville, but uh, really, and sort of counterintuitively, the Napa one is the you know, the Oakville one is the one that's a little bit more elegant, more feminine than than the Sonoma Valley one, which is you know, much bruskier and, and more brooding, darker. Did you just say bruskier? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm, it might have been a word I made up. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> Not sure. And then was Isabel there? Was Philippe Philippe there? Philippe is, was, was, will be there. <laughs> 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 Isabel is, uh, is, was getting off an airplane on Wednesday, returning home from a, a dual wedding celebration for her brother got married uh, to a woman from Nepal, so they did yeah, a wedding. Yeah, they did a Facebook. wedding in, in Kathmandu. Whoa! And then they flew everybody to Nîmes and did a wedding in Nîmes. Holy shit! Do you know, know what weddings are like in Nepal? I just I think this. no, I think she left in like April. They last five days. <laughs> yeah, five, six, seven days. <laughs> and left can, in April. This yeah, can be anywhere right. from five hundred to a thousand people. I mean, I think it was the in, uh, yeah, the, the, every, the village, every, the entire village, and every elephant and every horse every and elephant. every. I don't know if they have elephants. In That's weird, though. It's unusual <laughs> for a uh, for a uh, person from Nepal to marry a person that is not to marry from a f- French kid. Yeah, yeah. interesting uh, combo. I, I mean, 
truly from from Isabel's social media, from her Instagram and Facebook, it looked it looked amazing. You know, way more colorful and exciting, and probably lasted way longer than any sort of Western wedding. Uh, yeah. Plus, you know, she got to be in Nepal. There was all sorts of like videos and pictures of monkeys and things that she was posting because nice. she's such an animal head. Very nice. Yeah. All right. I, I got to go be enthusiastic about cannabis. Uh, I'm, I'm late. Hey, well, yeah, but, cannabis. But doesn't that, I'm doesn't that go along? I mean, you won't be yes. the only one late. But also, the- like, how how enthusiastic can you be if you're... Right. Like, oh, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> happy to be here. All really right. happy. Happy to be, to be here. here. We're actually, it's the uh, Sonoma Valley. I'll give them a plug. Sonoma Valley Cannabis Enthusiast, and it's the trade organization that we've founded in Sonoma to sort of create uh, a Sonoma cannabis industry that mirrors the Sonoma wine industry, including the creation of enforceable appellations. Um, you know, the, an exploration of what the terroir of cannabis in Sonoma Valley is about. And then eventually, and that's what today's meeting is about, um, is cannabis tourism. Because, you know, I don't know if this conversation probably doesn't happen as much in the Jeff Cohen cellars because no. you don't wear as much tie-dye as we do. But the people <laughs> who, are, who are here are looking for it anyway. Uh, and yeah, they're they, here. And instead, they're, you know, their tax dollars and their money is going elsewhere. So we're trying to figure out how to keep some of that in Sonoma a little bit. So. Because I don't think they're having the conversations in Chattanooga either, probably. Well, when Phil shows up, they do. <laughs> when Phil starts doing Southern Rhone stuff. Yeah. When, when Phil goes to some event at the palace a couple of years ago and starts handing out uh, candies that Mark Harold made, and all of a sudden everybody is like, mm, we don't care about the wine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, so quickly before you take off, did you guys see a couple? I had a couple come into the restaurant the other night that were, I heard them talking about Phil Couture, and so I stopped by and said, hey, I heard you talking about Phil Couture. They said, oh, we're huge fans. We're a fan of 16600. It's a winemaker. They're from... Auburn? They're from Auburn. They came to the tasting room. They're they're podcast listeners. I I told them I'd give them a shout out and I forgot. Thank you. Uh, There you go. You just did it. Paza Winery in Auburn. It's it's Pamela and Zane. They came by uh, on Sunday, I believe, hung out on the porch, drank some Grenache, drank some rosé. Nice. Um, And definitely, I'm going to stop in. You know, Auburn is magically halfway between here and Tahoe, so I'm going to stop in and have some. Uh, they, have, they do some Italian varieties. They're doing some Rhone stuff. They're just now getting into some Rhone yeah. stuff. I think uh, uh, on their property they had some Italian stuff, but they're going to start purchasing some. Yeah, they're like taking over a neighboring so, vineyard. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. interesting stuff. And they and people who you know they uh, have day jobs and they're you know one he works for Sacramento the like yeah, the government the county and, yeah. and listens to the podcast while commuting. Again, hopefully on the way home only, so he's not drinking wine on the job. Um, there in Sacramento. Yeah. No, I just wanted to get a shout out. I was hoping that they came in and saw yeah. you. Okay, cool. Pamela and Zane. I don't remember their last names right now, but I have a business card, so I can remember later. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to this wine right here. Yes, this thing is, has opened up incredibly well. I mean, okay, I'll pour a little pour more. You should pour a little more in your glass because, you know. Chateau Neuf always need a little bit of time to get time. open. Yeah. I need a little bit of oxygen. And what did I tell you in the car? The the bottom of the bottle always tastes better than the top of the bottle. This is why you finish the bottle. That's, that's the Jeff Cohn magic. Yeah, that's, that's the Jeff Cohn magic. <laughs> so, if do, is it okay to ask Anne Charlotte? Um, typically, do you filter your wines? Uh, 
it depends. It depends on the vintage, but I have to share you, uh, to share with you a story that happened to me when I was a young winemaker and I had some bottle which refermented. Yes, <laughs> that can so, be a terrible problem. <laughs> so it cost me quite a lot of money. So sometimes when I think that it's a little bit tricky, I will do a, a light filtration. Yeah, I guess I was just kind of wondering, like. From your winemaking style to Jeff's, did 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 you find things you were like, I'm not really sure that I feel comfortable doing this. I mean, I know you you were taking his his experience and and taking it wholeheartedly, but it also it's also something different, something yeah, foreign. So and I'm just curious, what are the things that made you kind of go? Well, what do you mean you want to do that? So the thing which was very different was to me the whole cluster part uh, of the the project because we don't do all cluster in La Fond du Loup, and so I was but a little bit. Do they at other wineries in the Chateau Neuf? Have oh you yeah, heard of that? plenty yeah. of other yeah. wineries, but in La Fond du Loup, we with. we don't do that because for uh, two major uh, uh, points, it's first one. Being on a coldest place of Chateauneuf du Pape, you have to realize that our steams are never super so ripe. They're still green. They're still green and yeah. they are super big, like they are uh, the size of a big finger. Whoa, and seriously? So, yeah, seriously. So, um, for our Grenache. Wow. And so, this is why we don't usually do all cluster. And the other point is our. Grenache is not very colorful, so if I do a little bit too much all cluster, it will really look like a light Pinot Noir, and right. oh. uh, that would be uh, that could be a problem to get the the appellation of Chateau Neuf du Pape because we have to reach a certain level of color to See, be able to to be a Chateau Neuf du Pape. See, and that's something we haven't even talked about because you have governmental regulations. Oh yeah, we have plenty of governmental regulations. And, and is it, in Chateau Neuf, is it also a, you can, you have to wait till this date to pick the grapes? So usually we have to wait until a certain date to pick the grapes, but they make the date quite early. Okay, so, so it's a very comfortable it's date. It's a comfortable date. And obviously in La Fondulou, we harvest, we are the last one to harvest almost the last one to harvest so uh, we don't really care about the picking date um, we cannot pick the grapes under a certain level of uh, sugar or alcohol potential sure. yes uh, we wait but how do you know that if you're never checking bricks Oh, because we do analysis as well, but we don't <laughs> use the term bricks we will use right. it bomb? Uh, we is it bombs? I, no, I it's know we say uh, it's fourteen point five. So when we the, crush the, the grapes, potential alcohol, you do potentials. We do potential right. alcohol, yeah. and that's we the do way that that's the way the laboratory re reports yeah. it to you is the yes. potential, potential alcohol. Potential alcohol is this. Is this. Okay. It's okay. not bricks that we use. I see what you're saying. Uh, okay. So we we do that. Uh, so we also have um, a maximum crop that we can do. So it's 35 hectoliters per hectare, which is quite low. Uh, we in La Fond du Loup, we have old vines. So the maximum that we do will be 22, 25 on the very productive years. So it's a small, small crop. What else do we have to do? We have to sort the grapes. It used to be a law. It's not anymore, but we still do that, of course. 
to be able to get only the good grapes, we are not allowed to irrigate right. unless the vintage is that dry uh, that we have to ask for a special uh, special uh, permission. permission to do With that. 2003? 2003. But then if you are allowed to irrigate, you are not allowed to go up to the maximum crop. So... Let's say that the maximum crop is 35 hectoliters per hectare. I let you do the math. Yeah, and I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So, but if you irrigate, it will only be 30 hectoliters per hectare to okay. avoid the over irrigation right. and the big grapes. Right. Right. So it's a quality standard that it's they're going for. It's a quality standard, but you know, even in the vineyard, for instance, we the Grenache has to be bush trained. Right. It's by the law. The right. only uh, variety which can be trailed is uh, Syrah. Correct. Hmm. That's it. So we have a lot of laws, but remember, we are in France and we love laws. So, so just one more t thing about the color, because if it's not at a certain color, it can't be yep. Chateauneuf. It ha it would be declassified. It can be declassified. And at what yes. point do they read that? Do they do that like when you've assembled your blends, or so when yes, when you just right before bottling, you have to submit your samples, and they will or will not you know pick them to analyze right. them but they you oh, have to submit your sample and they give you the what we call agreement right. so the accreditation to call the wine a chateau neuf du right Pope. yeah wow it's fascinating fascinating more challenges over there than we have here at times yeah, yeah and, but the thing i appreciate about him is that they're it's tradition too. it's tradition and it's quality it's, it's quality driven. I mean, I don't know if it's the it same way in, Lang in Langendock, if they have the same, like if their rules are quality driven, but where you are, it's quality driven. In yeah. Burgundy, it's quality driven. And plus it benefit to the whole appellation. Uh, I mean, it's Chateauneuf-du-Pape. It's supposed to be a very, very uh, good quality wine. So there's Chateauneuf-du-Pape for every taste. Right. So, uh, uh, but you know that the quality will be there. You may not like it or you may love it, but uh, it's really quality driven, which is great for the whole appellation. Yeah. Well, th this wine is tasting so good right now. It's starting to get, I'm getting it, some, it incredible? Um, yeah, some now, um, lavender, a little medicinal. Lavender. Uh, thing. Yeah. It's, a little bit uh, of uh, orange zest or, you know, orange. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really opening up and starting to really express itself. And the alcohol shows, at first the alcohol was a little bit more present and now the no, alcohol it's coming is together. Yeah, coming together, you're right. And I noticed that on the label, where is it? So a lot of times on European or on French labels, it gives the alcohol being a very wide variation, but you called yours right at 14%. Is that a... Which which is which is, I mean it's it's the perfect, perfect. number. It's <laughs> it's the perfect number. No, and I and and I don't know I'm if sorry. I can say that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Oh, if it's written on the label, that's it. it. That's it. It's exactly True. what it is. You know what? Exactly Never mind. This is kind of like this when, is California now, right? It's kind of like when I asked Hawk Waka Waka about her Alaskan uh, license plate. It's just there's certain things you probably don't bring up on a podcast. Yeah, no, it's fine. We're all good. <laughs> 
No, that's okay. It's if it's written fourteen, it's written fourteen. But honestly, I may have a little bit mistake. It's maybe fourteen point five. Right. It's beautiful, and it and it doesn't show. Um, it's the alcohol is completely um, balanced within the well within the regulations. Very harmonious. So yeah. So I I would suggest to maybe decant it at home. Decant it. Yes, I would suggest to do that. And in terms of food pairings. What do you think, Jeff? Lamb? We're, we're going to find out tonight at the girl yes, and the fig. That's true. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I mean, you know, for me, this, uh, for me, you know what? Everything goes great with roasted chicken. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The pork that Alexandra did last night. Yeah, the pork it would have been perfect with. Perfect with, yeah. I want duck. I want duck. duck okay. And the duck yeah. will be fantastic be with. Too. The yeah. Beijing duck, you know, that oh, you yeah. put it on little uh, pancakes and dip it on a... Uh, Wasn sauce. Mm. Mm. We're there. Mushu, mushu pork. <laughs> yeah. pork. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna. Are you guys serving food tonight at the thing, or are you just? It's all about the uh, wine. Yeah, one of my one of my friends is bringing food. I have no idea what they're bringing, but I it's think something with lamb. Probably, yeah, that's right. I lamb. Think, uh, my friend Bruce lamb. is bringing lamb. He's a chef. Okay. Um, and, uh, and he's like, I'm going to bring a bunch of food. Yeah. Lamb. With so, lamb good. so make sure you show up, guys. Yeah. Sweet bites as well. Yeah. Wait, sweet. is there a charge for tonight? No. So people can just drop by. You've invited yeah, all your wine club members and I mean, anyone in the town know, of Sonoma that's I'm here. Not a, I'm not inviting those guys who are laying on the benches in the park right now, but okay. everybody else. <laughs> and it's Come on, You mean the ones over by the Rose Garden. Those guys, right? <laughs> there you yeah. go. And it's what time? Six to eight? Six, Six eight. to eight. Six to eight. Okay. So you'll be there. I'm I'll working. I'm working. I wish I could come, but if anyone comes yep. into the hotel, I'll send them over here. You had your personal tasting. I mean, you'd be yeah. one yeah, of yeah, the no, first I'm, one to taste the wine. I'm very right. happy, actually. This is and you know what? I I, I want to taste the um, Grenache that you made for Sandra, too. It's I on I its way. It's tasted on its it in way. a couple months, so yeah, I'm it super took, excited. You know, it always takes... Uh, sorry to talk about that, but it takes a lot of time to for the TTB to approve the labels. Mm-hmm. So it took us like over than a month to get the approval, maybe almost two months. Wow. Uh, so now the wine is... Uh, almost on the boat okay and i tasted it just right before i came here to finalize everything and the wine is great so this is a hundred percent grenache as we decided showing super oil yeah beautiful label beautiful name and and bart and i are wine club members of the of uh, the girl in the fig so we're gonna get access oh is that right yeah well yeah we get to buy some okay okay good (laughs) i still have to pick up my last wine shipment Oh, I think it had a bottle of uh, Viognier made by uh, Klein Cellars, which we love. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Klein Cellars and their um, their other across the road Italian family. Uh, um, jacuzzi. Yes, jacuzzi. thank you. Yes, jacuzzi. Thank, thank you. Very much. Make some interesting varietals. Yeah. Yes, they do. Some the Arnest. Jacuzzi is the name of a winery. It's yeah, the family that makes jacuzzis. So okay. the the people that I think invented jacuzzi. Uh, have a winery well no no actually the I, I actually in the hot tub no i, I actually i actually know the story the behind story. this okay here that, we go <laughs> is that so the 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 klein family has a distant relative that is they are jacuzzis and they are you know re- related third or fourth you know time removed um but they wanted to have a uh desig- they wanted to do a wine label 
And so the family, the family that actually owns the jacuzzi or started jacuzzi is not the Klein family. It's uh, distant relatives, but it's all licensed. It's all legal. It's all, I don't know why we're talking about this. Well, no, 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 I'm thinking, I'm just thinking that I think they missed the boat on going down another uh, road or tastings because wouldn't it be great if you went to jacuzzi and your tasting was you went and sat in the jacuzzi and then they came and poured the wines for you. How amazing would that See, be? See, I remember my first <laughs> bottle of Fontaloupe too. Right. <laughs> it's a nice Steve Martin uh, <laughs> reference there. Yeah, I remember I had my first beer. <laughs> Did you bring any wine with you, Ed? So, yes, but uh, I had to uh, give it to some of my distributor. But actually, I came... Uh, when was that? It was like two weeks ago. Arrived in DC with 17 bottles of wine. I hope nobody from the government will hear that. But I crossed the <laughs> I crossed the border, the custom, and they asked me, "Do you have wine or do you have something to declare?" And I said, "No, of course not." Right. I just have 17 bottles of wines in my suitcase. Okay, and any uh, white Chateauneuf? So I brought some white Chateauneuf, yes. That's what because, we all asked uh, about, right? The uh, white Chateauneuf to pop. And where is it? It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's so, gone. It's gone. Yeah, I'm super glad because this trip I found three new distributors. So if you live in DC, Maryland, and Virginia, you'll be able to get my wine very soon. For the people who live in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, I will be also at the liquor board control yes. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I just found somebody in Seattle. Oh. So the Washington state will be able to finally get some fondue, which is great. Nice. And the only place to get this particular wine that we're drinking today is here. Is here. Is here. And on the website, which is. And on the website. Oh, I guess WW Jeff Cone Sellers. Jeff. Cone, C-O-H-N. C-O-H-N, yes. C-O-H-N. Sellers.com and make sure just ask for the shit. Yeah. <laughs> ask for the shit. Do you guys have another, are you bringing a bottle over to the girl in the fig? I think we are. Okay. Yeah, we have, we have something really special we're no, going to open yes, tonight. Yes, you brought some uh, special wines. I brought some things yeah. special. Ah, very special. Wait, give us a, don't tease Can us. Give us, a, give us yeah, a, it'll all be over. No one's going to come I, I know you, you all will show anything. up. I mean, there's going to be people. I got to go to work. I'm not going to bust in on you. A 1990 Cuvée Special from Henri Bonneau. Alcohol very low at 16.5%. On the label. Signed bottle by him. Wow. Where did you get this? Good story. Thank you. Uh, it's, for a it. it's a great story. When I went back to college to get my prereqs um, for, to go to Fresno State, I, uh, I went to Chevy Chase Liquors. Shout out Fresno State. Fresno State. Shout out to Chevy Chase Liquors, too, um, on Connecticut Avenue. And uh, I had just read an article about Henri Bonneau in uh, The Wine Advocate, and there was a wine that he talked about, this Cuvée Special, that was a, a special Grenache that he had made. Um, and I walked into the, the wine shop, and I didn't have any money. Um, I was poor because I was back in college. And uh, I saw this wine for $80 a bottle. All right, so... So you grabbed it and you ran. No. I went to the local 7-Eleven, I did a scratch lottery and I won fifty dollars no on the way. scratch lottery. So I went back to the wine shop. I said, "Listen, I give you the fifty dollars now. You save it. And I'll come back next week with the rest of the money so I can buy it." 
And that's what they did for me. The layaway plan. So I had been waiting a long, long time to, to open that's this amazing. wine. Wait, this is Thank the same bottle? So same bottle, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting. Thank you tonight. so much. Yeah, so tonight so we're going to wow. open it. That's amazing. Such a pity that I have to drive back home. I, me too. But Wait, we have a function home? here afterwards, so, okay. so we can sober up. But you have Alexandra. She could drive. That's right. Alexandra's driving. <laughs> All right. But I got to get out of here, too. Okay. Thank you. I got to get to work. You know what? You guys what a great experience. Thank you. No. Thank you, guys. Aunt Charlotte, always good to see you. Merci. Yeah, have a nice always dinner tonight and a good thank party. You. If, if um, When I show up at the hotel, we do a little wine tasting in the lobby from 4.30 to 5.30. If I, I'm going to head out there and um, send some people your way. Uh, Please. Okay, try perfect. This wine yes. Please. Perfect. Thank yeah. you so much. Those people have disposable income we should take. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and always go to uh, jeffconcellers.com. You can um, get a hold of this wine if there's any left. This is the, the party is on what's today? Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. You're going to hear this on Friday at the earliest. So at 23 cases, actually 22 and a half. Yeah, oh, it's going to yes, be close. Yes, but we yeah, sold some well. of them. So I think there's only 20 cases left yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know. What and a bunch do? of magnums, so not a yeah, lot, so not but, to worry. but uh, you can have signed magnums if you like. Nice. There you go. Uh, shout out to Bart. I want to say hi to uh, Todd Jolly. He was nice enough yesterday. I stopped at Sonoma's Best and um, I was going to do another podcast and was just shopping for a bottle of rosé. He snuck up behind me and said, what are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for a bottle of rosé. He handed me a bottle of Bedrock Go de Lulu and said, see you later. I, t- I walked up to the cash register trying to pay for it, and he said, no, no, you don't understand. That's marketing. There you um, go. I said, oh, man. That guy, and they just had the best rosé party. Did you go to the rosé party? I did not. I okay. had a... I think they had 100 people out there. They on did. The, where where they was did. this? At, uh, at Sonoma's Best. Best. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. had quite an event. And then I saw uh, nice pictures of Jeff at um, Sweet D yeah. at the rosé the, party there. Looked like he was having fun. They pouring, were having um, a great time. Still, and you're, you still have some of your not sparkling rosé, which I'm surprised. Not much at all, because the girl in fig is selling a half cat of yeah, it. Yeah, right. And I see some on the wall here. Um, another and Jeff, you're bottling next week right I am bottling no tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow yes that's right for uh, three days bottling tomorrow and anything what's the wine what's the one wine you're most excited about bottling oh, god I'm going to tell you for me the uh, the two guys two barrels yep. and the Domaine de Chirats yep. is just both showing so we, well right now we had a little preview of the you two did. guys you did you had barrels. a preview of that yeah, and, delicious. Uh, and my Rinaldi Zinn um, from in. Amador, uh, 100-year-old uh, Zinfandel vines that are, it's just gorgeous. Cool. Nice. Cool. You can come uh, visit Jeff down here at um, downtown Sonoma right next to Red Grape. Beautiful tasting room. I've never been in this room before. I like it. I like being surrounded by wine. And if you're going to Chateauneuf <laughs> to Pop, you can always go see Anne Charlotte. Of course. She can be found on social media and uh, the winery has their website and um, it's I haven't been there but I understand it's quite the location oh, it's beautiful it's a beautiful estate really yeah. alright well we miss All you right, Anne I better get out of here good to see you you guys have a fabulous uh, lunch guys. at the Girl on the Fig and we will talk to you next week this has been The Winemakers catch us on the Radio Misfits go to past episodes or follow us on Instagram <laughs>